3: This is W.E.E.I. Late Night with K.J. Carson on
0: W.E.E.I. Making, you know, any kind of reasoned choice was going to lead to me being the bad guy. Uh, And, you know, that's something I don't like that or want it, but I recognize it kind of comes with the territory. And, um, you know, I don't worry about that really, uh, you know, the at the same time uh, these decisions I think because we make these business decisions I think people might assume that you know whatever this guy's got ice in his veins he makes it and then it's on to the next thing and doesn't wear it all and you could ask my wife or my kids that trust me that is not the case Um, and I know that's also hollow going to be hollow for our fans to hear because they're like well guess what you still get to make the decision the rest of us don't we still have those same same feelings so I get that and and uh, you know that 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 is just the reality of the situation. You know, I think, look, I've been here longer now. So maybe this one's just fresher, but I think there's a lot more kind of layered onto it. Um, and obviously we haven't seen how it's going to play out yet. And I do have a lot of confidence uh, that we're going to surprise people this year.
4: Oh my God. Late night. Weei. it's kj nine seven ninety three seven Text line 37937. That's Heim Bloom and his conversation. Rob Bradford on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast saying that the Red Sox will surprise some people this year. Newsflash, Heim, we are no longer surprised. See, you remember in 2021 when nobody had any expectations of the team, the fan base was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. And that's because of the job that Alex core did with the players on the field. I mean, you even brought in Schwarber. I at first, people were kind of questioning that. It's like, I remember, some of us were. He doesn't play first, but he worked out, and he was a a well needed piece in the run that got the the Red Sox within two games of the World Series. That team overachieved. It wasn't because of anything that was put in by Hein Bloom's mastermind. Nothing, because Kyle Schwarber wasn't kept, and so there's this famous pitcher at the All Star game or I don't know if it's so much a picture, but it was all caught on tape where J.D. and Schwarber and Xander and Raffy and Mookie and Benny are all chatting it up. <laughs> I wonder what you think they were talking about because tomorrow the Red Sox have res- released a press release saying there is a big announcement at 4. I will venture to say that it's not Santa Claus coming to town because he would be 10 days early. However... The free agents are running out and Santa Claus would probably if Santa Claus could play corner outfield and at least drive twenty home runs, Santa Claus would be the welcome guest tomorrow. Now, while we don't know factually what it is, I tend to believe it's the announcement of Matazaka. There are some rules that state that, you know, hey, look, you can't announce a player on the team unless someone has been removed to the team if the roster is filled, filled, right? So yeah. How excited are you about that? And so what happens to the fan base is you find yourself continually chasing all these free agents that you think are going to come to the Red Sox, but maybe something is starting to brew amongst players and outside of the borders about why players aren't coming to the Red Sox. Let me play you a clip from when Big Poppy was uh, on Fox Sports 1. This is at the All-Star break, and Xander Bogarts is sitting next to him. Hit it, Joe. Free agents and guys going through uh, some contract situation. That sucks. <laughs> I got some love for y'all. Pay the man! Pay the man! Where's my money? Pay the man! I don't run out of money. You already know that. <laughs> Pay the man! <laughs> Pay the man! Except for this franchise isn't paying any men. Because that man didn't get paid at that point. Still halfway in the season. Judge hadn't hit 52 home, hit sixty-two home runs yet. I won't go on that diatribe. But Big Poppy is kind of sending a subtle message to management. Burn them in! i them in! you call that subtle, KJ? Well, but here's why I say it's subtle, and I'll get to it in a second. If you start to look back at the players who were drafted through the U.S. draft, right? There's no international draft. Let's just go back. 12 years to give a player a chance to make it to the big leagues, do something, still be here. This isn't like I'm, there are really no other sports where uh, you get drafted out of, you know, whatever, high school or so forth, and then you wait maybe several years or a few years before you get to the big leagues. So in 2010, Hunter Renfro was actually drafted, but he didn't sign in the in the 31st round. Okay, so in 2010, Hunter Renfro was on the radar. 2011 is the big is the big coach, right? Like Matt Barnes first round, Jackie Bradley Jr. first round in the supplemental, Blake Sweehart, you know, he didn't work out, but he was in the first round, Mookie Betts in the fifth round, Travis Shore in the ninth round. 2012, Alex Bergman. Ugh, Bergman, that hurts. That hurts. But he didn't sign. Then you go to 14, Michael Chavis in the first round, Benny in the fifteen, in 2015 in the first round. 16, Bobby Dahlbeck in the first round, and Santiago Espinal. The 10th round, Tanner Hawk in the first round in 2017. Cutter Crawford in the 16th round, 2017. Tristan Cass's first round in 18, Jared Duran, seventh round in 18. Uh, these are players who are, you know, who've come up, right? Obviously, we know about Marcelo Mayo and stuff like that, but they're not here. They haven't played in the bigs at all. Some other notables, Christian Vasquez in 08, Anthony Rizzo in 07, uh, Yasmani Grandal in 07 as well, Brandon Belt in 06, and Josh Reddick in 06 as well. The bigger question is, is Hein Bloom disrupting the international pool for the future? Xander International. Bogey. <laughs> it's actually Devers International. I'm not even going to say location. I'm just going to say right now there might be a disruption going on amongst the Caribbean. And that's why. Can you can you play that big poppy again? That, that not so subtle muscle mes- message? <laughs> Pay the man! <laughs> Pay the man. Because you don't think there's not conversation if you've ever seen on a map, just in the Dominican Republic, just on a map of how many baseball camps are clustered. Joe, have you ever seen this? They're so clustered together that literally, if you don't like the deal in House One, you can walk over to House Two.
2: Yeah, like any practice. Like I went down to a spring training for the Sox a few years ago, and they were all like close together. But I know what you mean. How like yeah every camp is, like, one after another after another, where it's, like, you go to one team here, and then two feet away is the other team.
4: Right. So, Poppy, the biggest guy, probably out of Santa Domingo, along with Pedro in this franchise's history, right, the two of them. In fact, they kind of work hand in hand. Give me that Pedro again. Pay the man. <laughs> Pay the man! <laughs> Pay the man, Heim. Pay them. See, because now the conversation... In the Caribbean's going to be like, well, what's the point of going into the Red Sox system if they're going to grow you and not pay you? If they're going to grow you and not pay you. See, because David Ortiz, through the twin system, was grown through them, but they did not pay him. So for him, the Red Sox mean a lot because they are the ones that paid him. But guess what? Nobody's coming to the Red Sox now. Burn the man! <laughs> <laughs> Pay the man. So now, tomorrow, there's probably going to be an announcement about a guy who's never played in the major leagues, who's not even in this Caribbean system or in the major league regular draft system that, hey, we've got to just enjoy the home runs that look like they're all hit in Veterans Park, the old stadium in Philadelphia, just big round circles, like Riverfront Stadium, you know, old shade, just big round Universal, everything is like, you know, same dimensions. And this is the most unique dimension park in the history of the sport. Is Bloom almost kind of ruining the future of the Red Sox?
2: But you know what's interesting? Ortiz said it himself about the Red Sox.
4: I don't run out of money. You already know that. (laughs) They They have the money. They have the money. The Red Sox have the biggest... Differential between cost and revenue. They make the most money. Now, I now here's the I I do know this from working in venture capital. When you make the most money, you want to make more money. I get that. But if the product is bad and the and and the and the spigots that you've been able to pull from suddenly the word is out, that's a concern. This is bigger than a fan saying, oh, I'm not going to go to the game. No, this is worse. This is somebody potentially in the Caribbean having conversations with saying, you don't want to sign with them because you see they didn't keep Xander. Uh, stay tuned for the Devers saga, okay? These conversations may be on the table and maybe that's why Pop- Poppy's been yelling, pay to man. Pay the man! Because he's talking about fellow countrymen, fellow guys from the Caribbean who they trust his word. You want to play for the Red Sox? They treated me so well. They paid me so well. Those days are over.
2: Yeah, can even Big Poppy defend the Sox stance? Is that's what I'm wondering? If they're not going to pay these guys?
4: Well, see, there's the disconnect, right? Like you see this guy go to the Hall of Fame. You see just how just culturally swarmed the Hall of Fame to support Poppy with the Dominican flag, celebrating one of their favorite sons, celebrating his career with the Red Sox. There was no conversation about the Twins, really. No, they just, had to, they just had to show him like when he first gets in the league in that jersey. There is no connect. But now if you start seeing the guys that are coming behind you who, who probably sent the word to you, hey, this guy is up there, he knows them, he can vouch. Like why would you vouch now if you're not paying the man? The Red Sox have been frozen since Xander left. This is this is one of those shocks, like a deer in headlights situation. And then eventually you have to ask yourself what's left. That's coming in minutes. Plus, literally, there, I found a lost parody. I haven't been doing parodies a whole lot, not because I don't want to, but I just don't make them just to make them, just to try and make things fit. Okay. So that's the other plus you don't, you know, suddenly become like, that's that's the parody guy. Yeah, that's something I can do. You know, I can sing rap and dance in just one show. But I found a lost parody, Joe, that literally I was about to play on a Sunday. And that Sunday morning, Trevor's story was signed. But now it applies even more so. That's coming in 10 minutes. Hang out. It's KJ Late Night on WEI 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Can I get one more pay to man's? Pay <laughs> the man! the man, Joe Braverman, Go ahead with Trending, bro. The
0: Greg Hill Show,
1: weekdays 6 to 10.
3: Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
2: Well, the Patriots are getting ready for Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas as they take on the Raiders. Four players did not practice today, that being Jack Jones, Devontae Parker, Ramondre Stevenson, and Isaiah Wynn. Limited in practice today were Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris, Jalen Mills, Christian Barmore, Joe Cardona, and Yadni Kajust. On the other side for the Raiders, running back Josh Jacobs and linebacker Denzel Perriman were limited. Other good news for the Pats, Josh Uche was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week yeah. following his three sack performance Monday night in Arizona. The Bruins are off tonight before they host the LA Kings tomorrow night. Puck drop will be at seven. Celtics had a great flight home following their thrilling overtime victory last night against the Lakers. I, I was Right after we got off the air, my eyes were glued to the television, KJ. I could not stop watching that game. I was
4: pissed. Why do you give up a a point lead in the teens? I'll get into that next break as well.
2: (laughs) They'll start a seven-game homestand Friday night for the first of two consecutive home tilts with the Orlando Magic tip-off will be at 7.30. The World Cup finals are set after France knocked off Morocco 2-0 earlier today. They'll battle Lionel Messi and Argentina Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for the World Cup in Qatar. And Thursday night football kicks off tomorrow night with the 49ers taking on the Seahawks. You can catch that game following Mutt at Night right here on 93.7 WEI tomorrow at 7.30 from Westwood 1. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com.
0: Pay the man. Burn the <laughs>
4: looked at he said the other day he Said we need seven or nine or seven or nine players and we get seven or nine players but you need <laughs> you need to start getting these players and I'll say it again I'm not going to jump into this sort of like oh the Red Sox are going to be terrible and they're not going to do anything so it's, there's still a long way to go but I will say this if they miss out on the big ticket items that they need and that includes by the way they want a top of the rotation guy and, and so I think that's probably going to come in a trade. But if they keep missing out on these guys, then there's just simply not going to be, the not, you can't keep going to plan C and D all the time. Late night, WEEI. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That was Brad Foe earlier this week on the Greg Hill Show saying, look, what what is really the plan? This can't be the whole band-aid approach that we've been seeing like okay the pitching needs to be addressed but if you're not getting one of these top names like Ron Don't like what what is what's the point let's go to Dan in Redding talking about like how how Xander's disappearing act and, and, and not being re-signed could hurt the Red Sox long term Dan thanks for the call hey uh no I just wanted to agree with you um I do me and my mom were just talking about this the other day that uh, not signing Bogarts, uh, or
1: this is before
4: they didn't sign him, but she, was, she goes to Aruba every year and she was seeing how the people down there all wear Boston Red Sox stuff, mm-hmm. Bogart stuff, they're so proud of him. And mm-hmm. I think the Red Sox have been known to have, like, good relationships with South America slash, you know, the Caribbean islands and whatnot. Right. And I really do think this, you know, kind of ruins relationships a little bit and that guys might not want to come to Boston as much as they used to. And I don't know, it just would have benefited everyone if, uh, you know, they kept that relationship with uh, the people down south of us, you know? So I just think overall it was a bad, bad non-sign, so. Yeah, Dan, I hear it in your voice and I agree, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, it's it's like the Godfather 2 when, um what's the guy... Uh, not Clemenza, but the uh, the guy who's really angry, who was part of Clemenza's crew, he says, "I don't mind you in Miami with Hyman Roth." or not Las Vegas. It's in it's in, in one of the bits that we do here. Um, I, I forgot which one it is. I, there's quite a few features on the show, <laughs> but it's all about relationships. And think about it. It's not what like think about it. in Aruba. Why would they wear like Miami Marlins stuff? It's closer similar climate you you know what I mean like you're more likely to go to Miami than you are to Boston but it's almost kind of like you're taking away entire talent pools where you don't pay these guys right and 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 Xander's really the first one but now all eyes are on what happens with the Raphael Devers deal and you you wonder like okay, yeah, Aruba's one place, and yeah, and Curacao and those areas, you know, like they've got a developing talent and pool of players coming up. But you're talking about Devers not getting his money. And, and 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 again, I I said when I started looking at some what other players around the around the league were getting, I was like, you know what? Because of because of Rafi's age and his talent and his ability and he's a yankee killer and i've even joked that the yankees didn't even issue the number 11 last year <laughs> just in case that they would easily give him 10 years 400 million easily and i thought that they had his the he would have been their primary target had they, had judge not been on television breaking news every saturday afternoon which was kind of annoying
2: yeah, I think it was uh, Buster only who said the exact same thing, like the Bogarts would have been the Yankees' plan B if they missed out on Judge.
4: He listens to Late Night with KJ on WEEI. I-, I mean, I I didn't know he'd even said that, but I'd been saying that for a while. That's where the whole joke of, you notice no one's wearing the number 11 this year, and that Josh uh, Donaldson um, is only like 7 or $8 million. So, like, he would be really easy to get rid of. There would be no issue. And there's your Yankee third baseman for the next dozen years, 10 to dozen years. That might change now, but the clock is running. And so you're like, okay, well, who's left? Like even a couple nights ago, I said, okay, maybe even in terms of pitchers, maybe you're looking at maybe Noah Syndergaard. He's gone. (laughs) He's gone. I mean, this is what you have left. And and keep in mind, David Price, who's kind of at the top of the list, ain't pitching this year. Rodon, 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 you just don't know. Nathan Evaldi, I don't think you bring him back because that price is going to be high, higher. You took care of the closer situation. Okay, that's good. Maybe you're looking at a Zach Greinke, who's someone I said last year. Go get the guy for like $8, 9000000 last year just as a end-of-the-rotation starter to give you some innings, buy some time for the bullpen instead of them trying to have to figure it out in the fifth inning. Well, now he's available. You don't think the price goes up? Kluber is uh, is ideal, you know, but is he your number one starter? No. But he's ideal at this point. But there's no there's no top line guys to say that these are guys that we're going to put at the front of our of our rotation. Rodon is really just a prayer at this point. You're just praying that you can get him. But his market value is like 32 million a year. This team has a problem going over 25 million for people not last name sale. And I've always joked, just take off the one off of Chris's jersey and just and Chris for sale. Just just go ahead do it. I don't think there'll be any takers, but that's the quandary this team is in.
2: Basically what you're saying is the Red Sox do not Burn the <laughs> Man!
4: <laughs> nice Joe. They do not pay the man. And it's it's got international reverberations going on right now. And look, when you took it at the bats, J.D. Martinez. You, 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 I don't even like you like, Will you come back and be like, absolutely not? Justin Turner's thirty-eight years old. You got Brandon Belt out there. Is that a bat? Evan Longoria really at almost thirty-eight? That's not a bat anymore. I mean, but it. But here's the thing: it's a name, and it's probably going to be cheaper than than most. And high may be going for like, hey, you remember Evan Longoria from times. Times Pass is like those old, you know, those time-life commercials that I don't know if they still come on television. Like really late at night and let's say you're cable, let's say you haven't paid your cable bill and you're back down to basic television. Look, you go through that in this industry. And when those old time-life commercials are on, we take it back and guys are in like, you know, (laughs) now and later colored suits singing old songs. That would be the equivalent of Evan Longoria coming here at this point. Michael Brantley, Nelson Cruz is 42 and a half. Joey Gallo—that's something you would consider. It's something that got by the team when you were screaming for a first baseman. You know, Dansby Swanson. People—that's another prayer request I hear going on.
2: Yeah, that's the—that's the big name that I'm hearing.
4: Oh, that's you know, I'm on my knees right now. Keep in mind that you signed Trevor Story at the same time you still had Xander last year. You're going to have like a third shortstop in here. Come on.
2: It could be worse. You could be the Padres and have four shortstops on your yeah, roster. Yeah, but one
4: of them, one of them, doesn't even need to be near a ball that comes within ninety feet of him. We just, I think they've just concluded at, at San Diego that Fernando Tastis Junior needs to process some things before even stepping on a baseball field. Put him in the outfield. It's like in little league, where you have the re- the requirement that every kid has to play in the game. The smart thing is the kid who's scared of the ball, you put him in at the beginning of the game. You never want him out there in right field where it's the bottom of the six and some kid hits one through the first baseman and people coming around and all you see is that ball going in slow motion to the kid with the plastic glove.
2: Okay, stop talking about my Little League career. Just move <laughs> on, please.
4: I only say that because I coached Little League as, as when I was finishing high school. As I played a little in, in, in high school, was a minor league prospect and stuff like that. But during my free time, I coached Little League right before I went off to college. And when I went off to college... I got to knock on my door. They're like, we didn't know you were here. Do you want to play baseball? I'm like, no, I want to get a degree. Plus, I'm a big guy. I hit like Tony Gwynn, and you guys are going to want me to hit like Jose Canseco. And let's just say my two balls and one strike will not will not be an advanced count. Miguel Sano's out there. That's his kind of swing and miss. He can play some first base, but you got Cassis. So, you know, maybe you throw money that way at Hope Power. Do you call up Benny to come back? You get Andrew McCutche- McCutcheon to come here. So this is what I'm talking about. This is the discount bin that we're shopped that, that, that This is where the shopping is happening. So back to when Trevor's story was signed, as I mentioned in the previous break, it had happened right we were on the air, and we were. I was going to play that parody that day because the Red Sox to that point was not securing anybody as a free agent. You, may, you remember at the time, it then leaked out that the comp that they had put on, on on Raphael Devers was uh was it Matt Olson? And I was like, Well, why would you put a first baseman's comp on a third baseman unless they were kind of hinting to you like the cheap way? <laughs> God. So this is literally a lost parody. It's to an 80s song called Satisfaction. Now Satisfaction is a very well known song. I can't get. No, you might know it by the Rolling Stones or Otis Redding. And then a group, Devo, who's kind of like this punk new wave group, came with their version of satisfaction. It's kind of maniacal and brain-wrenching. I'm going to play it for you. Don't think about what happened last year, but think about how it applies to right now. Hit it, Joe. I'm going to tell you what. Watching all these free agents go all over Freeman to the Dodgers. Bryant to the Rockies. It feels like Victor Newman has just stepped in the room and stolen my girl. The Red Sox can't get any free agents. What is going on? This is horrible. socks are getting no big transactions. Why? The big names know free agent action. Why not? Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Why? 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 why, why? The Sox are getting no. Big transactions.
0: Why not?
4: The big names know. Free agent action. They're the Red Sox. Matt Olson leaves the A's for the South. Couldn't get Grant to help the pitching out. Rondon's left arm is so far gone. Chris Bryant will leave Rocky's Baseballs torn. The Sox ain't getting no.
1: Ahead way.
4: Do you know how frustrating it is to wait to see the transactions come down? The Sox are getting no. Big transactions. Why not? The big names know. Free agent action. Oh. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why, 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 why. why, why? The socks are getting old. Big transactions. The big names know. Free agent action. Renfro last year getting right field of love. This out on Suzuki because he's going to the Cubs. Got a couple spot relievers. Price 241. Brought JBJ back. That's 201. The socks are getting old. <laughs> Look, I think we're just in the land of... Hopefully, someone will come. Just get ready for all the... Baby, 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 there was no maybe baby, 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 when it came baby, baby, to Big Poppy. There was no maybe for Manny Ramirez. There was no maybe to Johnny Damon. There was no maybe for Kurt Schilling. They all said yes to the Red Sox. What's the happening? The Sox ain't getting no. Ahead Yeah, the Sox getting no. Free agent action. The big names, no. No transactions. Yeah, the maybe now is Dansby Swanson. That's the new maybe. (laughs) You remember last year, Hunter Renfro was traded for JBJ. That's where that line comes from. Because I think there was like some transaction where, where, who was it? um, I forgot at this point because you can't really remember. Couple of re- relievers he brought in. Uh, he's even gone now. Who's oh, Matt, the guy?
2: Matt Strom.
4: Strom, right? Strom was brought in, and there was another reliever brought in at the. It was like price two for one, right? That's, that's really what they were. And then I said bringing JB Jack JBJ back. That was two oh one. Do you get that, Joe? I got you there. There you go. <laughs> so it, no, there's no satisfaction for the fan base. It's. I, like when I was sitting there just doing my notes, because I mean there is some kind of method to the madness. I was like, you know what? I'm thinking about this. This issue that's going on now with the non movement may now be an international incident. Who steps in? It's this is this is disastrous. Nearly. And so again, like I just mentioned, the pitchers. Like I was like, okay, if you make a move for Syndergaard, let's see if you can get Syndergaard here. If Syndergaard could come, but he's going to the Dodgers. But Syndergaard comes, and and you say, you know what, this guy's under thirty five, showed promise in, in recovery with 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 the, with the Phillies last year. You know, the chance to kind of be the one one A of our staff here. Mm. The Sox are getting new free agent action. The big names knew. Yeah, Hein Bloom says this team may surprise some this year. The Red Sox are twenty-five to one odds at BetMGM to win the World Series—the worst odds in the AL East—and they have the worst odds in the AL East to win the AL East.
2: So I guess there's only one thing that they have to do to get back into contention. <laughs> Peda <Peter> Man,
4: <laughs> Peter Man. It's just ridiculous, man, because this big surprise announcement at 4 o'clock tomorrow ain't a surprise. If this was a big name, this thing would be leaked like it was coming out of Washington, D.C. That isn't even happening. Like, maybe, I don't know, weird things tend to happen as soon as I get off the air. Because you remember, Joe, I was on the air And as soon as I got off the air, 20 minutes later, the Xander deal was announced.
2: Yeah, I Um, remember. I was literally uploading our shows, and boom, the notification comes that Bogarts is going to the Padres.
4: They're like, that damn KJ makes a difference. Somebody's listening. That's the old thing. It's like, never buy the time of day. If it's compelling and it says something, people will find you. Or, you know, make the announcement that the guy's not coming back 20 minutes after you go off the air. They're like... I think that syndicated guy is on now. All right, hit the send button. <laughs> They're not talking live in Boston anymore. And you know send what it. was
2: funny? You know what was funny? Last night, or I think a couple of nights ago, the Correa signing broke Like as our show was wrapping up. So
4: it's That's, like there's some kind of luck with this show <laughs> and breaking news. I don't think you know, there's no such thing as luck. There's no such thing as coincidence. These things, I'm not saying. Look, I, look I'm trying to be humble here when I say this. But damn, you know people with, like, like, hey, Ken, can I stay till one? You know, like, "Mm, maybe not. So, because you know people are going to speak. They're going to speak. Hey, last year when I was talking about this team, I said, you know, this is the first love. I forgot what song it was. It was like the heart was being broken. It was like a bad slow jam. Like, this is the first team you loved before it won everything. Right, this is the team that people across the country rooted for because it hadn't won in so long. But boy, does it taste does the cake taste good when you win and you don't want to let go of that? Especially when you have the money. Right, this is not like the Royals. Like, hey, the Royals won it. And you're like, yeah, Haley's comment is due in another 87 years. That's the Royals. This isn't the Royals. Like, I, I feel I feel kind of bad for network baseball when they start having to plan out these games. You know how they've joked? You, I don't know if you, you, they've started joking. You see this in the NFL. As teams start to get worse, they start to supplant the player that they're going to have represent the team. You know, so it might be like, uh, let's just say it's uh, uh, Patriots versus Broncos. And for the Patriots, they've got a picture of Mac Jones because that's still in play. You know, I'll get to Patriots here in a little bit. But for the, for the Broncos, they may have the kicker. <laughs> Because they score, I have a lot of nine-point games. Like hits Mac Jones in the kicker. And yeah, I'll like they're trying to—they're
2: trying to find the best player from each team. And with the really yeah. bad teams, they struggle.
4: What does network do when you have Yankees, Red Sox with this current team right now? Granted, yeah, you're still going to show Devers. You might even show Kenley Jansen. You, you might show him because at least—at least you see him with people cheering behind him and getting a final out. But the Sox are getting no. Free agent action. The big names no. Is that not amazing that literally 10 months ago when that was made, it applies now? I've always – maybe two or three lost parodies do I have where they never made it to air. But that was absolutely amazing that this made it to air and it still applies because nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. All right, we'll talk a little Celtics here next. Plus, we'll talk about the Patriots. That's still to come. KJ Late Night, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Thank you so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward.
3: and fires a triple Williams got a hand on it Brown's got it and the Celtics are gonna win it in overtime in Los Angeles and a terrific come from behind win on the last game of a six-game road trip and the best team in the NBA survives and will go home with the wind ending a two-game losing streak and going to 22 and
4: 7. Late night WEI it's KJ Thank you so much for being here. We're about five minutes away from Make Money Money where the parlays, well not parlays, but the games are out from BetMGM for this week's line for the NFL matchups, including a Thursday night parlay. That's five minutes away. Yeah, Celtics win. I don't care by how much it was an embarrassment last night. but, But I'll get to what Charles and Kenny Smith thought here in a second literally leaving here last night. The Celtics were up by at least a dozen. I know it was a clearly 15. And so you get home, you get showered, you know, you kiss the child on the forehead, they're already asleep getting ready for school, you get your little plate of food cuz that's the bad thing you've got to eat dinner at like 12:30. Turn on the television, it says inside the NBA is on like okay, let me just get the, you know, what the game is still it's it why is this game in overtime? It's because the Celtics are getting lazy and this was the concern that I had, is that while all this scoring is great, if they cannot tap into that defensive presence that they had last year, it's going to catch up with them. There's no reason why the old man in the glass jaw should be catching up with the Celtics in any game when you're up by 12 past halftime. Giving up 32 points in the third, 28 points in the fourth, that's 60 points in the second half they gave up. 60 points. It's unacceptable. And what Shaq and, 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 and Kenny or and Shaq and Charles are about to say, I totally agree. Play Joe. I got Milwaukee because I think the difference between me and Kenny, he talks about Robert Williams. I think the ability of Lopez to pull him away from the basket, to make the three, uh, I think that's a huge advantage for Milwaukee. Uh, they got to get healthy with Drew Holiday, but you have to guard Lopez out on the three-point shooter. He's turned himself into a terrific three-point shooter. That's going to take uh, Robert Williams away from the baskets. So if they play, I favor, I favor Milwaukee. And I have to add on to what Chuck was saying, I also favor Milwaukee. In tonight's game, you know, whoever was guarding Westbrook was resting on, on defense. You know, but, but, you know, once you go up against uh, you know Milwaukee, you will not be resting on defense. you got to worry about militant you got to worry about the other shooters. So I'm going to have to be with Chuck on this one. The defense, that is what's missing. If you can't stop, make stop. Look, 122 points in a game, that's sexy. People are getting the action. But when it gets to the playoffs, you need to lock down. You know, you know, those corny Duke guys will slap the court. Like, come on, come on, dude. Like, you really have to get down in that crouch and, and really show that Look, if this game needs to be 97-92, to we're going to win it. And that is my concern, because if you can't do something against LeBron and Anthony Davis, and, and keep in mind, at one point, Luke Cornett had more rebounds than Anthony Davis did. And Anthony Davis, 37 points. LeBron James, 33 points. Westbrook, 20. That came out of nowhere. But if Tatum has 44 and Jalen Brown has 25... Gets you to overtime. Malcolm Brogdon had five points. That's my point. You know that, hey, while the scoring can be fun and be prolific, let's be honest. If you can't defend, and, and the other part of it, you know, when they were saying that, you know, Brooke Lopez will pull Robert Williams away from the basket, that you might you might actually have Al Horford going out there to Brooke Lopez because let's just call it what it is. Robert Williams is gonna have to be waiting for Giannis to come blowing through there. Because that's the only body on the Celtics that will have a chance to stop Giannis, alter a shot, block a shot, take a charge. Because Giannis is just a machine coming down the lane. So, yeah, he's not going to be cooked Brooke Lopez, that'll be handled by Al Horford, hopefully. Because Al Horford can do the same thing that Brooke Lopez does. But if you don't see any defensive... Look, here's here's Jason Tatum talking about Joe Mazzulla. Getting on them about some of the effort last night. Jalen said that Joe told you guys to get together before the game. He said that he
0: was paraphrasing technically, but like, what did you take away? from um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he said. You know, he pointed me out. You know, uh, basically told me that it starts with me. You know, last game I played like, uh, and he, he basically, you know, he told me that. Um, and you know, told me that you know the way I played, the rest of the guys gonna follow. And um, he went down the line, went down to JB, went down to Smart. Uh, you know said it was our responsibility and that, uh, if we want to be, you know, champions, if we want to get to that point, that, um, uh, it's a responsibility each and every night and that, uh, you know, nobody's going to take it easy on us. And, you know, people watch games and know that we got the, the best record, you know, Golden State knew that, um, uh, and they, their prideful team, Clippers knew that prideful team and, and tonight, you know, it's, it's going to be tough every night. And, uh, you know, we just got to remind ourselves that every time we go on the
4: floor. Yeah, how about some defense? Because there was no reason in that game last night to give up that big of a lead when you're really talking about a two-man band. Like, just that's where you start saying, okay, we could turn the, the defensive spigot on because we know that Russell Westbrook has only got but so much offense in him. My God, he was 7 for 19 last night.
2: Yeah, do you remember in overtime they were basically daring him to shoot the three? Yeah, because but they it gave him shouldn't be so even, much space.
4: But the game shouldn't even been in overtime. You give up 32 points in the third quarter and score 23. You're not even doing what you want to do, and you're not even doing what you know how to do. So you're not scoring. Like, if you're going to be this prolific team that's scoring 120 a game, You're idealistically, you want to drop 30 a quarter. That's what you're averaging, right? But if you only score 23 in that quarter and give up 32, you're scoring seven less than what your average is supposed to be, and you're giving up two more than what you're supposed to average. That is embarrassing defense. Embarrassing. But they come home, seven-game stretch. I think there's a good chance to recoup. Again, I'm not going to go against my word. On that West Coast swing, they came back with a 2-2 split, and that that's good because if it was 1-3, then you'd be talking about like last night was a loss too. And if last night was a loss, then I would really have a problem because then I'd say, you know what? I think this team is starting to read maybe some of its press clippings You guys are great, you score 120 a game, it's exciting, you're wonderful with the three, but you give up 32 points in the third quarter and give LeBron James life. Life. Anthony Davis was kind of checked out in the game at halftime. If you remember, if you had a chance to see it, Charles at halftime was saying, man, stop showing Laker games, we're being forced to do this stuff. And the Celtics just happened to ha- make that happen. But they'll tell you the narrative. It was an exciting finish. Nah, it was horrible, man. The, the Celtics should have stepped on their neck the way they stepped on Phoenix's neck. Then I'd say, what a great bookend. Step on the neck of one of the better teams to get out to the West Coast and step on a neck that's been a bad team and is your rival. Instead, you make you give them hope. All right. I should probably be in better spirits as we get ready to make some money. money. Hit it, Joe! <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Hey, okay. I won the bet.
0: Here. $1. <laughs> you pay you.
1: I can give you half. Hey,
3: yeah. No, I all my money. You need to relax. How do
1: you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on.
4: All right, all these lines for this week's games in the NFL are from BetMGM. So check them out. And you really want to do some special parlays. Maybe just ride, take a ride down to Atlantic City. Why not? <laughs> Thursday night game 49ers favored by 3.5 at the Seahawks minus 185. I don't even have the total up. I probably should. I can't. The Seahawks are literally on their way down. They had their chance to stay afoot with the 49ers. Uh, but it will be interesting because Brock Purdy suffering some rib. Inc- Inconsistencies, we'll see where that goes. I don't know what the luck of the team will be if Brock Purdy can't go further because I don't even know, like, I, I don't even know who the other quarterback is at this point. I think that Josh Johnson they brought him up like a week and a half ago, so again, keep an eye on that. But Brock Purdy should be fine to go. I like the 49ers three and a half at Seattle now for the Thursday night parlay. Take Brandon Ayuk anytime touchdown plus 130. Christian McCaffrey, I think he's going to have two touchdowns in the game, plus 240. He's just been kind of on fire recently. Jason Myers, the field goal kicker for Seattle, I think this is where their offense kind of lies. Over 1.5 field goals, plus 115. Take the 49ers on an alt line to win by 5 or more, plus 115. That's how you get the plus money. 49ers, you can take them at 3.5, and, and the under of 55 and a half at plus 130. $100 bet would pay you $8,214. That's how you make money money here with KJ. And you the know Sun- what they'll do? No. What's that? They will pay the man. They'll pay the woman, too. They'll pay you both. So Sunday line. That was cool, Joe. Um, the Colts at the Vikings, uh, minus four and a half. That's a Saturday game. Um, yeah, the over-under is 48 and a half. I'm going to go with the under just because the Colts' defense may be able to slow things down, but their offense will make things slower. The Vikings, their pass defense is horrible. Maybe Matt Ryan has one last hurrah, but I don't see this score getting over 48-and-a-half. Ravens at Browns, that's a Saturday game as well. Browns are favored by two and a half, and and that's because Huntley, who suffered a concussion in the last game, isn't necessarily known if he's going to be playing in Saturday's game. But I still like the Ravens over the Browns, Plus money, plus 150. The over-under is 37. So while there might be some things you can get out of Nick Chubb, I think the, the Ravens' defense knows that it's got to carry this team, and it's doing pretty good. It didn't give up many. I think gave it like 14 points last week. So I like the under on 37. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. That's the Saturday night game. Bills are favored by 7.5. I do like the Bills. It's going to be a snow game. It's a question about Tua and how he'll do in cold weather. The over-under is 48.5. I'm going to lean to the under because of the weather. If you've got a lot of wind going, field goals may get missed. You may have to go for it on fourth di- downs when you, you where you might think like, "Hey, punting it may not even be a real option." Falcons at Saints. Saints are favored by four points. The over under 43. No Marcus Mariota. They are down to their backup. Um... Is it Ritter? I I forgot his name. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. I think he's a
2: rookie. It was like third rounder from South Carolina.
4: Yeah, and the Saints, their defense will feast. Uh, The Falcons are kind of out of it. In fact, it looks like um, (laughs) Marcus Mariota said, well, since I'm not in there, I'm going to go ahead and get this knee procedure done. Like, what? The over-under is 43. I'm going to take the under because I don't see how the Falcons get points on the board. And I see the Saints struggling on the offensive side but getting good field position on the defensive side. Lions at Jets. Jets are favored by one. I'm not buying it. I like the Lions plus one. uh, the over under 44 and a half. Um, Even Mike White, who just absolutely got housed last week, he will be in there. Zach Wilson will be the number two which is probably an indicator that if Mike White gets hurt again that you will see Zach Wilson. I like the Lions. Their schedule is intriguing. They may get in the playoffs if they run the table and they very well could. Steelers at Panthers. Panthers favored by two and a half. They have now made the NFC South. Okay, well, the Bucks have made the NFC South interesting, where the Panthers are within a game of the of the lead. Thirty-seven and a half is the total on that game. Kenny Pickett went out with a concussion last week. He might be in there, but Mr. Trubisky played last week. You might see Trubisky again to protect Kenny Pickett as they go down the go down the season. I like the under on thirty-seven and a half. Cowboys favored by four at the Jags. This could be one of those tricky games, especially after the Cowboys laid an egg against the Texans, even though they pulled that off. I think the Cowboys are thinking a lot about next week's game against Philadelphia. I think they've covered the four point spread, but look at the under of 47.5, where the Jags may make it interesting to the point where the Cowboys get talked about like they're not serious.
2: And don't forget Chiefs, how close it was with Houston last week.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I just think the Cowboys have Philly on the brain so bad that it's distracting them. Chiefs at Texans. Chiefs favored by 14. I like the Texans to cover the 14 because I learned my lesson on the Texans covering the 17 last week. The over-under is 49. I do like the over of 49 because I think the Chiefs have something to prove and they just don't stop putting the pedal to the metal. All right, real quick, Cardinals at Broncos. Broncos are favored by two and a half. You see why the over-under is 36 and a half. Take the under. Patriots at Raiders. Raiders favored by one point. I like the Patriots plus one. 44.5 is the total. I like the over. Titans at Chargers. Chargers favored by minus 2.5. I like the Chargers. 47.5 is the total. I do like it to go over. The Titans have just been giving up points. They gave up, up 40 last week against the Jaguars. Uh, Bengals, minus 3.5 at the Bucks. I like the Bengals. The Bucks are just kind of reeling. 44 is the over-under. I do like the under. I think the Bucks will try and keep it ugly, but the Bengals will be able to move the ball at the right time. Giants at Commanders. That's the big Sunday night showdown that we got flexed out of. Commanders favored by four and a half. I think they win it. Total of 40. I like the under. I just don't see how the Giants put points on the board. They haven't been. And Rams at Packers. Packers favored by seven. I like the Rams in the upset plus 260 money. I think Baker Mayfield is going to prove it once again that he can get it done on the road this time against Aaron Rodgers and really build up that resume to potentially be the straight-up number two or possibly number one quarterback for the Rams next year. So that is your Make Money Money lines for this week in the NFL for tomorrow night as well as the Saturday and Sunday games. Hang out the second hour of KJ, Late Night, WEI, next.